on today's episode of the Glue Guys. Yeah. Brian. The Nets are truly back, Michael. Reactions, hot takes, cold water, hot water, all different flavors of water coming up next on the Glue Guys. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, hello. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuys. Netsdaily.com. The Athletic. Get yourself behind the paywall at theathletic.com slash GlueGuys. A subsidiary of the New York Times Company mm, of America. Ryan. Michael, give me a drop. The Nets are back. You don't have the drops ready because you're vacationing again. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally unprepared. I'm vacationing in the cosmos for the YouTube audience. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally doxing myself. I, I haven't even put on my blur background yet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> you're just oh your disgusting yeah. monitor yeah. and your J, your JFK conspiracy poster, Brian Michael. We had basketball. We had basketball. Yeah, let's basketball. get into it. Let's not. We don't have to bury the lead I, with talks of of film of cinematic universes. We can just hop. Right into, although I did start the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, show on Netflix. It's pretty spooky, Mike. You won't like it. But, I have no interest well in. There's enough Dahmer content. All right. Yeah. There's been more movies about Dahmer than Abraham Lincoln. That's at this true. Point. That's true. But he is um, compelling. Anyways, Mike, what did you take? Big takeaways. F- the hot takes. Fire them off. Give it to me. Did you like what joy. you saw? Did you, oh, you liked it. Pure joy. You liked Brian, what you saw. I, I liked seeing basketball. You enjoyed so, your time. This has been a, a summer of uh, disgusting headlines, right? It's yeah. just been um, Kevin Durant trade requests, Kyrie thinking about leaving for the the minimum or mid level exception. Uh, ben Simmons is he healthy? Is he not? The Queen dies. Yeah, and yet, uh, so it's been tough. We had basketball. <laughs> yeah. We had basketball on Monday. Uh, we were recording this Tuesday at one forty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I am still buzzing off of that Ben Simmons. I am I am lit I do, up like a candle I on do Hanukkah, feel my energized. friend. I, you know, as much as when the season comes to an end, it was a real, it's kind of a drag, you know, like last season was was rough and we were like, for maybe three weeks, I was like, I'm glad to like have a little bit of a break. And then I quickly just started to degenerate into playing lots of competitive Valorant. And I was like, I need basketball back. This is, what am I going to do <laughs> with my time? This is not, this ain't it. So I am, I am thrilled. And Hey, it was pretty fun. You know, we the the hot take that I had uh, in the five previous episodes that we had to churn out with nothing to talk about was about how um, this team purports to be more fun to watch, and I think that that was at least we get we checked off that box because it was at least more fun to watch. Would you agree? Yeah, and and I uh, b- before we even get anything, of course. Sorry, we so always do. Am, this. I, am I going too hard? Too no, fast? no, 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 no. I was My just going to say caveat. It's one. It's. The first preseason game, it's the preseason opener. The Nets were down by a remarkable amount of points well, that's at various that points in yeah. this game. Yeah, I just want people to say, oh, the Nets were losing by 40. Okay, yeah, sure. Whatever it was, don't care. We're going to have fun with it. We're going to have fun because it was basketball, and we're going to take away the positives as much as we can. And here are the positives, Brian. I am fully on board with the Ben Simmons experience. I He is uh, infinitely... Uh, a fun injector 
into this Infinitely into this Nets turkey. Yeah, we, we're ju- injecting some flavor into this Nets turkey because here's the thing that Ben Simmons does. He can defend any player on the floor. He can grab a rebound, take it down the floor. He makes really fun passes. And it's also a sideshow to see whether when he takes a jumper, yeah, what is it going to do? A sideshow. You know, he, and he's I mean, pure enjoyment. He um, he has something that is a really interesting sort of paradox, which is this, you know, kind of a reputation, obviously, for, for not showing up due to the literally, last year. Literally and, not and, showing and up. And yet he's the kind of guy that does like chase down transition defense literally every play. It's, it's weird that, you, see, you know, oftentimes you get these like kind of whatever Pat Beverly type players who have that reputation. Uh, and then are also sort of having this r- reputation for being a dogged, you know, just wanting to play, just a, a real gamer. And um, Ben doesn't have that reputation, but he does have the gamer gene. Um, and he plays games on Twitch, so he's a gamer in all the ways. <laughs> I, I, le- I legitimately, uh, for a few thoughts that ran through my head as this game began. One, I said this on the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA show, which okay. you can check out. I was Good on today's well done. or tomorrow's broadcast. I don't, right I don't know when it runs. You know, I'm just doing media all over the place. I'm like Miles Teller yeah. at this point with the amount of media I'm doing. Um, ben is big, straight out, big dude. Didn't I forgot how large of a mm. human he is, particularly for his skill set? Yeah, uh, which just seeing it makes me feel good. Yeah, like just seeing. Okay, yes. So we have, we start out with Claxton, Simmons, and Kevin Durant, which we'll talk about uh, potentially here, this lineup that began. Uh, That's a big front court. We got from a team that used to put out like the tiniest, minusculest of people and then Kevin Durant. Now we have three biggies, just three big old boys. And some mediums. I mean, Joe Harris out there. We got mediums as well. We got a nice variety finally. We're a J Crew outlet. Yeah, totally. you know we got your small, medium, larges, and extra larges. We got them all yep. for you. Um, I don't know why that's the first store that popped because in my head. Because actually, J Crew can... outlet, you have limited sizes because oh. it's an outlet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I love that. And also, again, I'm I'm trying not to get too excited, but this is our job today is to be at least for me to be excited. Well, it's not like, it's not like it wasn't exciting. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we did the caveat with, with like the scoreboard, whatever, who cares, you know, capital W who cares. Um, there was a lot to like, I mean, there's also a lot to not like about the Ben Simmons thing. We can get into the nitty gritty if you're ready to go there. I mean, I'm ready to get into it. Um, if you're ready, I don't know. You give me a sigh. Like you may not. Well, be no, throw, throw on the cold water. The only thing it's I was going to add cold positive. Water. It's yeah. I mean, well, this okay. is going to be positives well, layered warm, in. It's going to be, it's going to yeah. be analysis, you know, just even keeled. Oh, analysis. Gross. Well, we're, um, we're just fans, Brian, according to the Brooklyn Nets PR staff. Stop, we're not, don't do this. We're not real reporters. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. We're just, fa- hey, we're just two fans just <laughs> okay. shooting the shit about Mike, the Mike team. Mike has some grievances. No reason to want to maybe give us a player because we've been doing this pod for a decade, Brian. Yeah. No. Why would you help the glue guys out to celebrate your team and to bring a great conversation around your team? Mike, it's you wouldn't want to do that because we're just stupid fans. It's because you're a wild according card, to Nets PR. You're a wild card and can't be trusted. And I co-sign on that sentiment. Just kidding. Love you. Um, what I was going to say about Ben Simmons, and not to bury, because we can air the grievances. That could be. That'll go that. at the end. Yeah, that'll that'll go at the end. Um, I so the the problem the issue that well I like Ben Simmons for two reasons. One. Um, I'll just say the, the the key thing is that we didn't have a lot of people that played well in relative chaos last year. Like if a James Harden play broke down, he does not have what it takes to go scramble after after a loose ball and make something interesting happen. Or if a play breaks down, you know, just kind of like 
feel something out, make a, a clever pass. Like occasionally he could do that, but it's not, it's not a real like read and react type situation. He's got two things that he wants to do, um, which is, you know, go to the strip club and <laughs> yeah. eat a whole lot and, of and, carbs and eat carbs. Um, but Ben Simmons and, and to a lesser extent, but with, with some good uh, effect, Nick Claxton, they kind of do thrive where things get sloppy and break down. And that's, you know, there's some utility in that, although you don't want to see things break down as often as they were um, there. It's also super fun to watch, like making plays out of out of a chaotic scenario is, is super fun and something that we just never did last season, as far as I can remember, you know, because Kyrie and Kevin Durant, pretty surgical players. It's not like a, there's going to be a whole lot of chaos in an offensive set where they're, you know, mostly leading the ball. And Alex Sturm, I think, highlighted correctly that Steve Nash, if we're going to give him credit for anything, which this is my one little sliver of it, uh, did do a good thing in, in terms of trying to just integrate Ben Simmons right away so that he doesn't get steamrolled. It's like the first, you know, I don't know, 15 possessions, very much not Kyrie and KD centric. Like we know what that looks like. We can go to that whenever. That's our, those are our trump cards. Great. Let's let's see if we can actually build a system. That being said, the system looked foul. It was not good. <laughs> that part of it wasn't good. And Ben Simmons, you know, I, I get it. He's rusty. He's playing with a bunch of new people, so on and so forth. Had a bad, uh, had a couple of situations where he was uh, just picking up the dribble for no reason at the top of you know an offensive set and just kind of like being sort of stuck no man's land without a dribble, things like that. You know, preseason. Yeah, that was very weird. Yeah, why that was even happening? Like, yeah, that's it's, it's, I guess that's, that's just like rhythm stuff. China like. rust. Yeah, yeah, that's China rust. Um, and then you know, just generally speaking, on the whole, like the level of athleticism, a bit like the, the physicality, all that seems to be perfectly fine. I've got no doubts that after you know by november or december or whatever when he can get the rhythm back that his his physicality will be there in spades the way that we've expected it to be um i don't have any like lingering doubts about mobility anything so on and so forth back related because you know this can be tricky but mike we've we've gone over that in detail over the years with my with my own um journey into back health um yeah. so but <laughs> a pioneer in the back health arts yeah yeah um but what did you think mike did i've been talking no, I, I think it's funny that you bring up the picking up the dribble thing because it happened a couple of times. You're like, why is he doing it? Like he crosses the half court line and, and, and he was kind of stopped. It was a weird kind of picking up the dribble too, or it was like sort of like it could have been just like a, it's, it's like, like a, like he was expecting somebody to be cutting when they weren't or like picking up a pass for him. And uh, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of those kind of like drop off passes that they do just generally. So maybe he was just expecting somebody to be curling around him and being there, but yeah, it just wasn't happening. One time he called for like Nick Claxton to come up and get the ball basically at half court after he was like trapped by Tobias Harris. I'm like, no. Ben, you should know enough to know <laughs> Nick, that that's not Nick what Nick Claxton should be doing. Still can't catch a bounce pass. So we gotta, we gotta work on a lot of those. <laughs> types of things. Um, I, I totally, I love your point about Simmons thriving in chaos. And that's what's so intoxicating mm -hmm. about the idea of Ben Simmons on this team. And we've been talking about this forever. You know, honestly, like the idea that Ben Simmons could be a net, you and I have been talking about for years, even before the hardened Simmons rumors, we've been talking yeah. about the possibility. Um, and it was so exciting to see it because on one play, he's guarding Tyrese Maxey, and then he's shifting down to play center. And then he brings the ball up on offense, as you said, like the Alex Sturm point mm -hmm. of KD and Kyrie really deferring to Simmons to kind of make him feel comfortable, give him that chance to really get his feet wet, yeah, um, dangling those Crocs into the water as he was. But then also there was a there's a great play. I mean Claxton 
was interesting because there was the play where Claxton got the offensive rebound, was trying to find a way to score around the bucket, couldn't do it, but patiently waited, and Simmons cut to the basket. Claxton hits him with the pass, score, bucket. Everyone cheers. The place, there's a parade outside on Flatbush Avenue. I mean, it was really a a lighting moment um, for the Nets there. I... He is the idea of Ben Simmons and what we saw wasn't perfect. Of course, it it really it could help this team because we talked about this last year. The Nets had like the least efficient offense with the best players. Yeah, right. Like everything was KD Kyrie solo acting. Like every everything was stressed. There was no Joe Harris getting you sort of like the easy open threes, what, meaning that he was open from three and he was knocking down the buckets. Yeah, Patty Mills was there and Seth Curry was there, but even that was disjointed. Patty Mills declined at certain parts of the season. Everything was inefficient. It was mid-range. There was no true post. There was no pick and rolls getting the easy buckets off of putbacks. What Ben Simmons represents is transition buckets, getting turnovers on from on the defensive end and bringing them forward um, buckets in the paint. And he did this in the game and he had a couple of great passes where he's controlling the ball. It's not even that he's going to the bucket. He's controlling the ball somewhere near the, th- the free throw line. And he's throwing darts mm. to Royce O'Neal or Joe Harris. Yeah. Skip passes. How, how long has it been since we've seen a skip pass? Like as great as Kevin Durant and Kyrie are, and like they're both very, very good passers. They aren't that, kind of passer that's what like Harden was for this team mm-hmm. where it was seeing the whole floor doing the skip pass as you said and that's going to be a huge difference I mean like the the shots that Joe and Royce got from three from the corner again it wasn't Ben Simmons sucking in the defense every like how like Giannis can just bring in an entire defense and then he passes it out it was just Ben Simmons seeing like there's three feet of space between Joe and his defender throw him quick pass puts it up right yeah Goes in, goes doesn't go in, whatever. But he's making that pass. He represents a massive amount of easy buckets, potentially. Of course, there's the caveat. I feel yeah. like I, I I can't like talk about him positively without. Well, that's the why, that's why we're that professional way? analysts, Mike. You know, it's not just going to be pure <laughs> right down the middle fandom on this podcast. You're going to get it in equal doses. That's what we bring to the table. You are Tim yeah. Legler and I'm Kendrick Perkins. We've always <laughs> said that right. about ourselves. Even before Kendrick Perkins was an NBA player. And also like the downstream effects of just like that kind of ticky tacky play. Um, like, I don't know that we've even talked about it on the show. If we have, it's, it's not enough, but you know, Kevin Durant's <laughs> playmaking um, like was pretty um, stellar compared last year compared to previous years. And I'm imagining a sort of second phase of his career now where he's starting to prioritize. I mean, he had that one like ridiculous pass to Royce O'Neal, who's doing a back cut where he uh, like did a one handed sort of sling pass around his defender that had a backspin on it. It was like really a, a, like an amazing pass. And like, anyways, just I think like when you start to the downstream effects of this is once people start to know that everyone's cutting, it just has everyone kind of have their playmaker brain on, you know, in a way that that just wasn't happening last year. Right, and that's it's, you talk about that as like that's a classic problem with having a James Harden type offense, is that what ends up happening is it's Harden working with a big for a pick and roll, and then just everyone else is like in a like a triangle out by the three point line, just like not moving. Now Royce yeah. O'Neal had a there was a I mean it's preseason basketball, so I'm not like ragging on Royce O'Neal, but there was a moment when I think he was playing with Simmons and some of the bench guys, 
And Royce O'Neal was in the corner, and his hands were literally just like straight down. He was watching the play, and there was all this other activity from the Nets offensively, and Royce O'Neal was just like standing there, not moving mm. one inch. Again, preseason basketball, don't care. Um, well, you're already out on Royce O'Neal. My God, that, that took no time <laughs> at all. That was it. I, I have some fears about what I saw last night. I don't know how hard I should be. How about this? Let's take a break. I'll oh. consider how hard I should go in on the Nets. Yeah, take a moment to think about it. And we're back, Brian. This is, again, one preseason game. I'm not calling for Steve Nash to be fired. The only thing I'll say is this. <laughs> don't don't think of an elephant. That's, that's what just... Go ahead. E- even the Philadelphia 76ers without Joel Embiid and James Harden seem to have a more structured offensive system than your Brooklyn Nets. And again... You know, the team wasn't – you're not going to run your full offensive complement. This team wouldn't even be able to if it wanted to. <clears throat> they're incorporating Ben Simmons. They're incorporating Royce O'Neal. They're trying to figure out all these new pieces together. I'm not – again, this is not – you know, there are no pitch axes or pitch forks calling for Steve Natch to be fired. But here's what I saw was there were so many possessions where we talk about, like, it was just disjointed and not – there was no flow – Again, it's early, but like the whole thing about Steve Nash is why he was hired was like he was this offensive genius as a player, right? So you figure that translates, and I think we're learning more and more. What you are as a player has no impact on what you will be as a coach. Mm -hmm. I think that is defined. I think about Jason Kidd, how he is a failure in Brooklyn as a coach. He was a failure in Milwaukee as a coach, and he's done a great job in Dallas. It took Jason Kidd a long time to figure out how to be a good coach. Um, Steve Nash, it's like, we understand your boy Igor, mm-hmm. the new assistant coach, yeah. is who you that's your guy. That's my you guy. Pinpointed him as being a difference maker on the coaching I think staff. So. And and he looked he looked like a difference maker on the sidelines. He looked <laughs> like he was very he was eagle eyed, locked on yeah. about what was happening offensively. Um I just hope we get more of more of a, a system this year. Less of hey K- KD get a bucket, hey Kyrie get a bucket. Hey, Ben, just drive to the hoop and see if people are open on the outside. Like, I really would love a little bit of a pick and roll. I would love some movement off ball. It's a little bit personnel, Um, though. Like, the pick and roll, like, I was even, like, watching Ben Simmons in the post, and he gets fronted by tiny players and will not get, like, doesn't fight for that entry pass. Like, Ben Simmons still, and I don't want to start this whole narrative yet, and I don't mean for it to be this way, but... But like in terms of like post play, like and this kind of goes into dovetails into a larger issue of we just don't have a center. Like who's going to be the pick and roll guy? I mean, we have Claxton. Sure, again, he's got his limitations. I think honestly, you know, and I love Nick Claxton, and I hope the best for him. I think he's got a high enough ceiling. It still feels like he might be a backup center on a good team. That's I don't know that that's our solution to to the pick and roll. Like it's so what I'm trying to say is. It's just, kind of a personnel thing not a whole lot of capable pick and roll partners even if we did want to run such offense i i mean i i liked what i saw out of claxton last night he's not again you hate nick claxton you hate him first time you know nick claxton get off the team just kidding no i love those guys (laughs) um and not well i'm learning to love i do love nick claxton may fall in love with royce yet to be seen um, and I think like Nick Claxton, as far as like pick and roll partners goes, like we're making the best with what we have, but is he, he, you know, outside of actually just, you know, rim running, there's not a lot that he can do 
in the pick and roll. So like, it's a little bit easier to defend than if you had, you know, pick X good, you know, pick and roll player. Um, so there's, there's, it's just not a natural fit for us. And so that's, it puts even a little bit more of a load on the, the coaching staff to, to adapt something that's like in between. Cause like, you know, and one of those things could be that it's like, you know, we did some fast breaking for the first time ever um, in, in the last two years. And that was really encouraging to see. It looked like somewhat natural. Um, you know, I just think, I don't know. Do you agree that like the center issue is an actual issue or you're like, yeah, like whatever, we'll pe- you know patchwork it together with Dayron and, and Claxton? Well, I, I mean, I think ultimately the best version of this team, except for a select few centers that may be available, is still Ben Simmons at the five, Katie at the four, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, and Kyrie. Like, well, can I add like a little D? De- because like that's true no, on defense. No, you said your piece. <laughs> you, no, 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 no. This is not how this works. Okay, I don't that's, know if you're on debate team at your I'm, elite prep school that you, you went to. I'm debating you right now. Okay. The, um, yeah. That's true on defense, but on offense, Ben Simmons is your point guard, which makes it so that now your pick and roll partner is either going to be Kevin Durant, which is you know that's a good more of a pick and pop kind of guy. Pick and pop, uh, and then. In order and then Redenbacher Nick, style offense. And then Nick Claxton, who is a pick and rim run. Um, okay. Yeah. But, but I, so I understand you're, you're, you're attaching yourself to this pick and roll. I mean, that's not what I am saying, Brian. I'm, I'm digging into the details. I'm getting in the weeds it, here. All right. If you're ready for it. No, I, so we talk about is center a problem, right? And Nick Claxton isn't the perfect center, though I like his potential and, I am still fascinated to see how it plays out this season because I'm fascinated to see it's like he is a microcosm of the Nets where on one end, on the defensive end, his ceiling is so high. And on the offensive end, it's not that it's like awful because he is athletic and he can rise above and dunk and he has a little craftiness in passing, though it's not as crafty as I think he believes it is. Um, But because he's such a bad shooter and because Simmons is such a bad shooter, that is dr- dramatically limiting. But so talk about this. I think I was kind of saying this. I feel before. like I feel like I'm winning this debate, and you're and you're helping me along. I think again, the best version of this team is Simmons at the five with Katie Kyrie and two other shooters, whether it be Joe, Seth, Patty, Royce O'Neal. Right. I think that is always going to be the closing lineup. That will that'll be the way the games close. Nick Claxton will basically never be out on the floor at the end of games unless if he's having this like incredible performance defensively that makes it impossible to take him off the floor. Which, and not to distract you, I kind of noticed a little bit of indecisiveness in a way that I haven't seen from Nick Claxton playing a little bit more conservatively defensively, even as like, you know, we kind of have this conception of him as super switch bro like I, on like three occasions like there was moments where he could have doubled a shooter and it would have worked or like he just like there was a little bit of out of rhythm in general i'm sure that that'll come back but i i'm, I'm i don't want to do negatives you know because in general there is a lot of good things but there was a little bit of you know stuff that i would want to tweak improve on that's not the worst thing constructive criticism like come on say it right now bruce <laughs> brown or nick claxon who would you rather have kept this <laughs> remember, off season remember those debates my god uh bruce brown uh, I'll say it. Uh, no, uh, so when I think about the the center issue, it comes down to like, basically, can you get Miles Turner? Mm-hmm. Because the only centers that will really optimize in any of any of these Nets teams are three point shooting centers, are ones who can shoot from deep, who who can sit just outside on the three point line on offense, be basically a, a long range shooter, 
and then maybe run in for offensive rebounds. And then on defense, they, yeah, it would be great if you had Miles Turner, Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, and then Kyrie and Joe Harris or whatever. Yes. Which, if, you know, really putting on my Nets Stan Homer brain now, not wearing that cap, um, if if Utah was a little bit taller, I liked a lot of what I was seeing from <laughs> Utah Watanabe. I, if he was <laughs> if he was 6'10", uh, or 6'11", he could have a really serious glow up. Um and not to say that he can't still have a glow. How tall is Yuta, though? He, he looked tall. He looked like out. He had great posture. And he's, he definitely plays like a like a four slash five. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's, I don't know. He could be six nine. You know, to look that up. Um, but anyways, he uh, is a really good rim defender. He like does that, like that job. Well, I could see him cracking the rotation. Like, I'm going to make a bold proclamation after one preseason game, a thing you should definitely do. Um <laughs> But, but, uh, there was a lot to like, and he's a lot faster than I thought. I mean, I think I was like, I went back and watched a lot of those YouTube videos and I was like, it feels like he's like, am I watching these at 75% speed or something? Like, cause he just looked a lot slower in the videos, but, um, he had good, decent mobility. So anyways, that's one little, he, he, he is the classic player that we, f- I know, we tend to fall gets, in love with. We get too excited for. He is the like Rodion's Karuk's type, like stretchy, athletic, chaotic, wingy, big who yeah. that we always fall in love with and ultimately when he's out on the floor like and hey this is great i'm glad they picked him this is a very marxian type signing to grab a guy who who feels like pretty good in small doses and that's what you need because so when i was on the daily ding and i wonder what you would say i was asked by andrew Schlecht, host of the show um which young net are nets fans or you most excited about and now Yuta is like 27, so he's not exactly right. a young net. But I think the Cam Tom, I've, I'm out on the Cam Thomas experience a little bit. Oh, boy. Oh um, boy. He put up six shots in like 12 minutes of play, which is like yeah. the most Cam Thomas <clears throat> yeah. thing in the world. Um, I just wish he had, you know, I wish we could sit him down. He could have a looper effect. If we could have the Bruce Willis version of him to come back in time and say, dude, Cam, just dial back the shooting a little bit, amp up the playmaking, you're going to have a 12-year NBA career. Yeah. I know that's not what the I – know, I know Looper, the plot of Looper was not about whether Joseph Gordon-Levitt could be a role player for the Brooklyn Nets, but – I'm imagining. By the way, we have to talk about. There's going to be the Hulu show. That's I know. What is going on with that? I that is the cringiest bits and bobs. The cringiest possible. Uh, it's a Hulu show about like basically Josiah. Is that? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, that's what I've heard, but I haven't seen any like. I mean, you're the guy with the official press releases from HollywoodReporter.com. <laughs> um, but what was I talking oh, about? Cam Thompson. Who, which young net are you? I, if we're going to add Yuta into the mix, yeah. Who Who are you adding on as your most sort of which young net when they're on the floor you're like i'm interested to see what they do and i'll give you the list it's like david duke i guess nick claxton is still technically there i, I think he should be there yuda kester edwards cam thomas are we throwing Daron ed, sharp t- ted sumner on there i mean ted sumner was sh- showing me some stuff <laughs> ted sumner is that what we're going with <laughs> i'm going with ted sumner it's, um, it's Edmund for everybody who knows this. Yeah, but, but Ted is Ted Sumner sounds like a serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like he would have a Netflix only because serial. Ted Bundy ruined Ted for everybody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you think of 
Eddie, Eddie Sumner, Fort Sumner over there. Uh, well, we were, I, I liked it. I, I mean, especially, yeah. <laughs> especially like he was playing alongside Cam and Cam was super calling his own number. And Jesus. And, and Ted oh, was man. like, if he needs to stop. <laughs> and Ted was like, if that's how it's going to be, let me show you how to put this ball in the hole, dog. And, uh, <laughs> and then did it. Um, I'm, a, I'm also a sucker for tall ball handlers, like any, like the Sean Livingston types mm-hmm. and, Eddie sums, Eddie two sums is has got that going on in spades. He's like a little yeah. skinny uh, Spencer Dinwiddie yeah. vibe going on. Um, no, I liked I liked what I saw from more than the sum of his parts. Um, <laughs> did I? Uh, no, I did. Right, I, I do want to David Duke Jr. Give me a give me a name pun for David Duke Jr. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not touching that one. <laughs> not uh, touching that one. No, uh, I, I agree. Well, just to get back to the Camp Thomas thing, I I mean, I hate to do this. I hate to like bury a guy nope, while he's trying in. to trying to like find himself. But um, it is ruin a twenty year old's career. Yeah, the I think part of the issue too is like Cam still hasn't kind of come to terms with the fact that he's just not tall by NBA standards. Like he might've gotten away with a lot of the stuff that he was like, trying to do in college just cause six, five means more. Um, but like he would like, I remember one possession where he was, you know, got an offensive rebound around three, like improbably got an offensive rebound and then like went right back up with it and got absolutely clobbered. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the most like unrealistic attempt I've ever seen. Um, not he ever, does but, do that a lot. He yeah. does like, cause you say six, four, six, five, like that's, pretty tall for a scoring guard like him like the traditional like lou williams types like we they usually are more water buggy yeah where he does has more of that jordan clarkson height if i'm thinking of jordan clarkson as proper height, but cam's got a, a bigger build like he, he's, he, he's built like joe dumars but he's got no no jumper <laughs> you know that's the <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's like literally the opposite of joe dumars as a player that's what's yeah. funny about um like, so Cam, I don't know. I don't know. Why are we talking about Cam Thomas? I don't know because I just, I want more out of him. I think that's what it is. It's like, there is potential there. He obviously has the shot creation ability. I won't call it shot making because he typically doesn't make his shots. He gets fouled in extremely high rates, which is incredible. That is yeah. a gift. Well, there's so much um, of him. He's so wide. Like, you, you can't help but kind of clip his, his hip, like, every time he's going to the basket. And he does like the herky jerky sort of like Karis Levert style, like whatever yeah. he's doing, it's it's kind of leaning in or leaning away, or there's all these different trajections that he's going. I just wish he would really sl- simplify, yeah, you know. And I would be interested in like a Kenny Atkinson staff getting their hands on a Cam Thomas because, like, he there's so much good there, but there's also like um, deeply embedded in his basketball soul mm-hmm. is I'm putting up that shot, yeah, I'm. I am doing the fadeaway 20-footer two-point shot that has a 30% chance of going in, but that is that is my shot. Yeah. And I, if he could just zoom it in a little bit, like, because ultimately we've talked about this before. What does this team need, right? They could use a real center like Miles Turner, right? Or or they could use like a, a steadying, what Goron was at times last year, like a decent backup guard who could ball handle, score some off the bench, provide that pop. When Kyrie goes on his three-week sabbatical at some point, um, you know, to celebrate whatever amount that he wants to celebrate New Year's Eve, Mm -hmm. um, they're going to need that guard to step up and play. 
and it's it going to be Cam Thomas, but it, I don't. I don't. It's going to be ha- T.J. Warren at this point. That's the <laughs> that's that's the problem. He's like already too far behind in the in the depth chart. Like it's it's great and uh, great for the team, but rough for Cam that like we actually do have some pretty decent depth now this season especially at that like kind of combo playmaking position or like scoring position, just like, you know, even like, I mean, how far back is he in there in that depth chart? Like he's definitely behind Royce, definitely behind TJ Warren, definitely behind, you know, anyway, so it's going to be tough. Well, yeah, no, if you list, if you list sort of like by experience and you look at who's like Kevin Durant, Patty Mills, Markeith Morris, those are three Kyrie, Joe Harris, five, Seth Curry, TJ Warren, seven, Royce O'Neal, eight, Nick Claxton nine. So that's a nine man rotation pretty quickly. Yeah. Right. And then there's going to be guys who come in and out of the rotation. Is it, is it Edmund Fort Subner? Is it, well, it's going to be Kessler Edwards over even Cam Thomas at this point, just because Kessler like knows a little bit more, you know, know thyself. It's really, it's, it's, it's everyone's goal in life. And it's also your goal in basketball because ball is life, Mike. And Kessler Edwards is a little bit further (laughs) along that knowing thyself journey than Cam Thomas at this moment, because he's just doing what you should do as like a kind of fringe rotation player. Um, you know, if that on, on an NBA team in year two or three, um, which is get good at one thing, just be known for one thing. If you're, if you can be that one thing, then, then that's very helpful. I mean, branding wise and also just on court effectiveness wise. Absolutely. Um, be the code Mountain Dew code red. Yeah. Be the- What's the one thing that Mountain Dew code red did? Got gamers. Killed your sperm. It got gamers on, on board. Oh, yeah. oh, gamers. Yeah. I thought Who are already low T, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> low T. <laughs> uh, again, the, the Nets at various times of the game were, were being blown out. Um, the, uh, the 76ers were sitting their best players. They, 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 PJ Tucker also didn't play. Daniel House also didn't play. All of those understood. I was encouraged. I guess I'm also more encouraged by what I see because I completely disregard defense at times in preseason and just focus on the offense. Yeah, we're just trying like, to get hurt. I mean, that's the that's the goal of preseason if you're actually playing starters. Just seeing Ben Simmons play basketball, just seeing him step on the floor and do competent things raised my season expectations mm. a smidge. Okay. Because I don't want to lose the point here, which is going into the offseason – Ben Simmons was we we were told that he was going to play in the pre the the regular season he didn't postseason he didn't he gets back surgery a mysterious back surgery have you seen the X rays I, I haven't seen them no. they should be published they by be. the boardroom by the Fed um and and so and then he does the JJ Redick interview which is great Nets Media Day fantastically run by Nets PR and then. So, okay, Ben Simmons is going to play. He's going to play in Philly. That's exciting. And he played. He got he was the focus of the offense by design by Steve Nash to to make him feel comfortable again. And it was real. And it was he was out there. He was doing Ben Simmonsy things. Um he just offers so much to this team. So if if he maintains whatever he's going to be, you know, like the 12 5 and 5 even that's going to mean so much to this team to have his presence out there. A, a massive amount. Mm. Whether that's better than having James Harden, I don't know. Probably not. But it's something. Um, and, God, man, I'm going to be so GD thrilled oh. when it's Ben Simmons. Like, I just want the Ben Simmons, Patty Mills, Joe Harris, 
Seth Curry and Kyrie Irving. Like I want all tiny shooters mm-hmm. and Joe Harris, a medium shooter, and then Ben Simmons. And I just want it to be Ben just driving to the hoop, dishing it out, pass, pass, open shot three consistently. I don't care what they give up on the defensive end. Like I want that sometimes. Yeah. To have that optionality is so exciting. Yeah. Uh, for this team. And I, I don't know if this is like a dictate from from on high, but it did seem like Ben Simmons was not either given given the um, instruction or if he had the internal desire to just like take his man off the dribble in the half court. I think he was, it was still very much feeling things out. Um, and I'll be interested to see if he, if he has that killer instinct still, or if he wants to just kind of blend into the amoeba of the offense a little bit. I haven't seen this yet, but you know, with back injuries, I do. you could feel good you play a game and then maybe you feel bad the next day. And I'm waiting to see if there's any reporting on Ben Simmons has back issues. Yeah. You know, his back flared up. Well, I, I was, am I was really looking for his jumping ability because I feel like that's where like the the true nastiest effect of, of a back surgery come in. Like I remember when I like I used to have bunnies, Mike. Let me tell you, I used to be able to dunk the ever loving S out of a tennis ball. Okay. Um, but that went away the day I had back surgery. That was just gone. I couldn't, couldn't jump over candlestick. Um, and that is still true. Is that a normal phrase? I don't know. Jumping over. Yeah. Isn't there like a a turn it like a Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, you know, something like that. Jack jump over. (laughs) Classic, classic line. One of my favorite lines in all of poetry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's Dickens. Dickens. Um, I don't know. That's not true. (laughs) It's Dickens. Um, Okay. You like that. On the whole. Give it to me on the whole, Mike. Lay it on right the on that hole, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hammerjack that hole. Yeah. What would be your grade for 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 last night's game? What would be your overall? I'm going to give it a, a straight up B plus. Okay, I'm going to give it a, yeah, a proper B plus. Um, I think like right away we made it clear like we're not trying to win this game because we're not going to feed Kyrie or KD the ball for the first quarter. Like that's just not what we're here for. And it's a little bit about. You know, trying to get Ben Simmons easy buckets, you know, transition stuff. We're not even going to have him like run the offense yet. He's just going to pick up his dribble at, at midcourt for all I care. Uh, but just getting him to go through the the pacing of the game. And if that was the plan and, it, and it, who knows if that's the plan or if that was just the outcome. And I'm retroactively trying to fit that to fit my narrative. Sure. Um, it, it, it felt like a good idea. And it was and that was what happened. And I feel good about that. So B plus, although like whatever system is even you know, theoretically in the background, that's, you know, yet to rear its head, uh, that wasn't there. And so that, for that reason alone, um, it doesn't get the a that it, it was maybe striving for, but maybe even not. Yeah. Like we, we, to get the a, we do while it was, while I support the idea to let Ben Simmons run the show, we, we want to see the combination of Kyrie, KD, Ben Simmons all operating. I mean, there was some of like, Kyrie and KD doing a little pick and roll action and things like that. And, you know, those are fun. It's again, it's preseason, so it's not too much, but, you know, and also they were getting blown out. It would be nice to not see them get blown out at various times. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, scoring cares? points and limiting the other team's points is the way to win the game. But I'm excited. Just again, I, I think the big, this is an obvious takeaway. We're not breaking podcast ground here. Okay. Just that, seeing Ben Simmons play basketball, him being out there on the floor, particularly against Philly, even though I know it was in Brooklyn, um, it was, I'm buoyed 
I'm, I'm straight up buoyed. Mike's got his buoy back. He's buoyed up. You Should I do the next period? Mike's, Mike's get his buoy back. No, let's let's call it here. Let's, uh, although, how fun that would that would that would be? Um, you know, we got to run. It's we've done our forty minutes. Mike, take us out. Just here. just one sec. <laughs> no, no, I won't do it. I won't do it. <laughs> we'll tell you guys later if anything gets different. But well, hey, basic, we'll put it. We'll put basic, it, we'll put it I just in want Discord. our listeners to no, no, no. I want our <laughs> listeners to know one thing. I have to go. Okay. Brian and I, but mostly me, try to get people on this podcast who play for the Brooklyn Nets. Every time that we've have in our past, it wasn't because of Brooklyn Nets PR staff. I just want to let everyone know that. This is Mike burning a bridge that never I mean the bridge never existed, but this is truly setting a ablaze. Have you seen this baby bridge? Private Ryan. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> you're heading t- out on that bridge. I'm blowing <laughs> it up. You're Tom Sizemore with the bazooka. Shot in the <laughs> shot along. Definitely a Sizemore. <laughs> I'm just saying we do that we've done this podcast for a long time. You all have been listening to us for a long time, and we appreciate it, and we love you for that. Well, we'd also like to bring you, you dedicated Nets fans who've been through, if you've been with us from the beginning, you've been from the KG Paul Pierce era through the Sean Kilpatrick era to Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, and now to the KD Kyrie, Ben Simmons era. There's been a lot of bad in there. We've maintained our enthusiasm and support for the team because we're just dumb fans. This is Mike selling himself. He's trying to build the bridge after he's just burned it already. This is and this is the smelt's way. All we want is just a little like, hey, here's a player interview. Just you guys, yeah, let's help let's help out this podcast that has done a lot of work over time to promote our franchise. Again, any interview that we've gotten hasn't been because of the Brooklyn Nets, it's because of our gumption and stick to itiveness mm. and it's galling to me that this franchise has such a poor public relations strategy there it is there it is putting it out there leave it leave it like that mike drop it mike i just want i just want our listeners to enjoy their team and that's all i'm trying to do I'm trying to be the conduit between the team and the fan base that's all we're trying to be I love that. I love that for us, Mike. Those are spicy Let takes. Let me name names here. Let me. <laughs> those are spicy Sorry. takes. And they belong in both the podcast and the Discord. Discord.gg slash glue guys. Find the link in the YouTube oh, below. Nice or in the Twitter bio at BK Glue Guys on Twitter. And mm-hmm. we're on NetsDaily.com. Best source mm-hmm. for Nets news still to this mm-hmm. day. How much? A hundred years. Besides the athletic. A hundred years running. And also the athletic. Also a hundred year institution. Mike, thank you so much for having me. Bye, everybody. See you next time. See you soon.